so I wanted to commend you. I read this a while back for going back to school. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Not only for you doing it, but putting it out there. Uh, are you still, I think it was a Chris Van Vliet interview, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, are you still taking classes? Like, how's that going? You know, it, I did that um, during the pandemic. And I did, like I, I said, I, I didn't really do it for any specific reason in terms of uh, uh, a job or anything like that. But, like, I just, it came down to um, why not want to know history? Like, it just seems, like, stupid and ignorant and uh, to not want to know the past, you know, so you just start there. And then, you know, I just knew that my literature and my, my writing and all that could have be better. I didn't even realize how much better it could be until I actually took literature. But, you know, so, you know, like, it had applicable um, skills. And then, you know, the math was more of a personal thing. You know, it's like, can I get my mind to be able to focus enough on something like that to actually pass it, you know, because I had, I had doubts because I mean, you know, I didn't, I hadn't been done anything like that in 20 years. So, you know, or that was just kind of like a personal thing for me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it felt good. It felt good, man. It felt good. Like, I just felt like I need, you, know, you need to better yourself in other ways than just physically, you know, that's what it came down to. Yeah. No, I, I just asked because I, I have like sort of that voice every once in a while, like I have my degree, but I'm yep. I'm not using it for like for this job. Like I, I went for graphic design, but this is my job. So it's like, Oh, maybe I can go back and like do something with communications or maybe I can do something with journalism or maybe I don't even use it for my career. Like kind of what you're saying, like maybe I just have something I'm interested in that I never pursued. Like, you know, just something that maybe isn't for credit, but it's for just personal growth. So Exactly. Yeah. Like personal growth, man. I mean, like, you know, I think when it's for that specific reason, it's better than any other. Cause I mean, again, if you're doing it for a job, you're going to obtain information or whatever, but I mean, you're doing it cause you have to essentially. And so, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. Like it's definitely, you know, I think the most important thing is like, we, we, what you're talking about is, you know, even if you're educated to do something, it's like, if you're not happy doing it or not passionate about it, then fuck it. You know what I mean? Cause that, I mean, if you're passionate about something, then it's fun at least. Even if even if you didn't make the money you want and you're passionate about something, at least you're enjoying yourself. You know what I mean? And, the other, and hopefully you can, you know, make ends meet and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So anyways, that's kind of just my whole thing. With I just can't imagine doing, not doing something that I'm, uh, or doing something that I'm not passionate about. Like, you would just feel uh, mindless. Here's a good example of it. I took Spanish in elementary and high school. And I always, you kind of said like you're, you're learning it for a specific reason or whatever, but I always learned it for a test. And then I realized like, once I got out of school, I can't speak any Spanish. So like, I think that's one thing I would do is maybe go back as fresher and actually try to make it like conversational because, you know, you, you might run into somebody that you want to talk to, or it, it might have some other benefits, but I think that would be one of those when things. you you know you, you when you get older too you value things differently you know what i mean like you and again even when you're young this stuff is kind of being forced upon you you know what i mean as opposed to in our late 20s and our 30s you know oh i want to take spanish and you're going to seek it out for your own whatever your personal use is so you know i just found that like it's, it's just funny it just makes sense that at 15 and 16 years old i didn't care that much about how uh you know the 1800s or you know the civil rights and all that stuff but then Again, you get older and like you realize, oh man, all that shit just really kind of matters. That's what's led up to now. And you know, 
learn a lot of lessons from the past too, right? If you actually uh, study it. Mm -hmm. uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit about you teaming up with Tyrus. It's coming up uh, at the Crockett Cup. You guys actually squared off at NWA 312. That was your champion sh uh, title shot. But I didn't know this part. Like I knew that you guys have known each other for work together in WWE and obviously NWA for, you know, 12 plus years. You didn't team with each other until the most recent NWA tapings. You, you were in battle Royals together, number one contenders matches, opposite teams, but this, this is a new thing for you. What's it like sort of getting a new opportunity like this with somebody that you have so much history with like Tyrus? Well, what's cool about um, Tyrus is the history goes back even farther. It goes back to before, um, like literally when I was first, it goes back to like 2004, I believe, or 2005. And I remember it was like my first WrestleMania with WWE. And it was out here. And uh, Tyrus and myself have a mutual friend out here. His name's Rico. And he had an alias uh, that was uh, Flex Furious was his gimmick name. So uh, he's a character. But. He was kind of sorry. There's a lot of activity going on around me at the moment. But anyways, uh, so, we, you know, we had a mutual friend in him. And uh, so basically, and I knew of him out here, like he bounced at some of the same spots that I did. He went on to obviously bodyguard for Snoop and do much, much more. But um, and even with the WWE thing, it's kind of like we just kind of crossed paths with each other. But we were never really kind of on a roster together until like maybe the very end, I guess, maybe. 2010 so yeah yeah we just we go back man i mean again he was out here in la and uh i saw him as i was in wwe and we've never got a chance to team let alone even really work much i think we maybe did one tag match in uh nxt back when it was uh, a whole different thing the nxt uh so um and then you, you know you fast forward to the nwa through one two pay-per-view which i thought was uh you know a hell of a competitive matchup uh i think it was probably tyrus's best match since he's become the champion and, uh, you know, I think this is a great opportunity in front of us, too. I mean, I'm not over not winning the NWA championship, and I'm still obsessed with the idea of winning it. But uh, in the meantime, the Crockett Cup and having Tyrus watching my back uh, uh, sounds like a little good uh, piece of history right there that we can obtain. You obviously have a, a long history with Carlito, too. Yep. If you had yep. the choice, would you have maybe true? brought him in too like is that something <laughs> that, well, that, well that's not even fair i mean i'm asking my... you while tyrus isn't here <laughs> that, well i mean you know that is my bro of all bros that is my brother from a separate mother so i think i'm gonna lean uh lido in any given situation watching my back but then again you know how many times does that guy backstab me as well you know what i mean you can only trust him as far as you can throw him which ain't very far so um you know, I don't know. That that's actually a toss up. You know what I mean? I I, I would want to say Lido, but then again, you never know when I'm gonna get an apple sitting in my face or a backstabber out of nowhere for whatever reason. All right, all right, fair enough. I'll it, <laughs> Tyrus join when Tyrus joins us, I'll ask him the same question, but you know, flip it. But I think it's interesting because you have two guys that you have uh your own respective history with. Obviously, Carlito's a little I and not to you know discount either one but it seems like you have a closer bond with carlito i i know recently you commented on seeing him come back at backlash it seems like you guys are pretty close but then 
you just well, I mean, well, Carly and me go back twenty year relationship too. So yeah, we go back twenty years, and like uh, and like Carly, I've been all over the world with Carly. So I mean, it's just this is one of those things. I mean, there's not many people on his level in terms of like you know someone that I've teamed with, I've wrestled against, I've been um, probably every continent with that uh, you know outside of Antarctica, obviously, and uh, so uh, you know it's just really. There's any kind of no comp to that, you know what I mean? And he's uh, that's my uh, that's my dude. But you know, like I said, Tyrus and me. If there's anybody else who I uh, go back with, Tyrus is definitely that guy. Is there even a possible like? Is there a possibility that you could wrestle in on Antarctica? Like I know it's pretty. Uh, rigid, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. I'm not sure about that. That's a that's a good question. We might have to look into that. I know. Could you imagine? A, could you imagine an independent wrestling show in Antarctica? It's. I think it's going to have to be an indie show. <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine all the different uh, issues there's going to be with that. Uh, I know. I know. Not too long ago, Alaska was kind of picking up uh, WrestlePro. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I went. I went down there like a couple years ago, and then I, from what I've seen, they've been they've run a couple times since. Yeah. That that was. Uh, do you know how many states have you done all 50 states or not? Well, I shit after, you know, so last month I worked in both Wyoming and Montana. Mm-hmm. So when you add Alaska to that list, I'm inclined to believe that I've probably worked in every state at this point. Because if there were any two or any three that weren't on that list, those are the three. Okay. I mean, you got to think about it. I mean, let's, I mean, I've worked in Maine before. Yeah, I think I've worked in every state. Okay. I think so. Yeah, that that was kind of one of the uh, one of the reasons that it appealed to people initially because it was like you have a guy like Mick Foley or Tommy Dreamer that said it's their fiftieth they want to knock that off their list and then as they you know they keep going back I think it's twice a year now so it, it's kind of cool to see uh, rest, different wrestlers get these kind of bucket list items. Like I thought Wyoming and Montana were cool as hell. You know what I mean? Like I, like I really get fired up to kind of go to places I haven't been before and like when you think about it too like wrestling hadn't been in either one of those states in um, a long time so really you know we were trying to bring wrestling back to Montana and Wyoming and both shows weren't really great too so which is few and far between obviously sometimes on the indie scene when you have a new promotion or it's their first show so part of the uh, Crockett Cup festivities it's again Saturday June 3rd and Sunday June 4th there's a fan fest going on and I think this is actually one of the really cool parts about the weekend is not just about NWA current, not just about the tournament, but celebrating history. Uh, Brother Devon, Devon Dudley, but he's advertised as brother Devon demolition Axe, Bobby Fulton's going to be there. Uh, The Garvins bushwhacker Luke. What does it mean to be part of that like you know have some of those like tag team great names be around for that weekend i know uh specifically uh some of those guys have been in nwa but demolition is remembered for wwf they had that historic tag team title run for many years until it was broken but what's it mean to you kind of just maybe to get a chance to pick their pick their brains a little bit when, when it's coming up on this. you know it's very cool i mean but i think like i've been on this side of it 
for so long since I've been outside of WWE that, um, you know, I've gotten to go to the Cauliflower uh, Club. I've gotten to go to, you know, I've gotten, I worked directly for Harley Race kind of right outside of when I got outside of WWE. Like I was working under him with uh, BJ and uh, held his title. So, um, you know, I don't want to say it's a typical weekend or anything like that. It's awesome. I, I always have the utmost appreciation for getting to to be a part of stuff like the Crockett Cup and be around legends and veterans like you're talking about there. But, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, in the moment, it's all about uh, the moment, you know what I mean? But, like, when you bring it up now, it definitely, uh, you know, you can get sentimental about it and, you know, it's pretty cool. But, uh, you know, like I said, I mean, at this point now, I'm 20 years in, so, uh, shoot, I'm a veteran now. You know what I mean? It's just, it's weird. I remember those feelings a lot more right when I got into, uh, sorry about that. Not a problem. Right when I got, right when I got outside, you know, my first run on the Indies, um, I come outside of WWE and I get to, you know, encounter all these guys like you're talking about that I'd never met, you know, that weren't in WWE. They were there well before I was. So it was like every time I went to an indie show and there was someone like that, I was so excited to, you know, meet them and, you know, just get to know them and tap their brains and everything you're talking about, you know? So, and that hasn't gone away, but I'm just saying it's funny with the way you brought it up. It kind of made me think about it. All right. So is there, is there somebody today that you would still mark out for? I no, not alive. I don't think, you know what I mean? Like, cause the, I don't know. I mean, I mark out, but I, you know, it's like a different type of mark out. Like, you know, like when I go to um, Calgary and I work for Brett's, uh, you know, it's not Stampede, it's uh, Dungeon Wrestling. Mm. It's like, you know, I mark out for the thought of like, I worked out Nick Aldis over there. And so like, for me, like I kind of more mark out for the idea of, oh, I have to perform in front of Bret Hart. You know what I mean? And just knowing how much I looked up to him um, you know, it's more like stuff like that that's more the markout stuff. Like, and I like I still mark out even, I guess, even just to talk to Brett, but like, you know, you get like you develop relationships with these guys, and it's not like the type of marking out. Like, like I know the first time that I ever met like Sean or Brett, like I had snuck that stage at the uh, Arrowhead Pond, and I was so excited that, like, literally when I got down there, I was like almost in a full sprint to them. So to me, like, that's marking out. You know what I mean? Like, but marking out now, you know, once you're like, you know, you get in the business long enough, and it's just, it's different. It's like, oh, I'm going to wrestle in front of Red Heart. So I mark out for the idea of uh, the pressure of trying to perform in a way where Red Heart will approve of it. You know what I mean? And therefore gain some respect, if that makes sense. There he is. Tyrus. He looks angry too. He looks angry too after going down 03. Listen. <laughs> I don't discuss. I don't discuss my playoffs till the game's over. I don't cry. Uh, you know, uh, just like the Celtics, I, I don't have a hard time with uh, fighting up. You know, I know it's difficult for L.A. At least, at least it is because you know the biggest fear in the world would be if Jason Tatum and 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 Brown ran out of gas in the fourth quarter and missed dunks and got bro, and, their bro, pocket. I, I I have, I have no defense. Players. I have no. We got I have, our own have, problems. We're getting out coached right now because we got a rookie uh, who has never been in a big moment in his life. We miss Yadoka. I'll admit it. Huge mistake. We don't have a ham. 
We don't have a guy who fights and tough. And actually you, guys are, you guys are a little soft, too, I think, man. Jimmy Butler. Yeah, just it all lunch. starts from the head coach. Starts from the head coach. How old is Tatum? 24, I think. He's, he's still not even a man yet, bro. Give him yeah, a couple of years. It doesn't matter. It's a it's a win and loss. But you and I know this better. Hell, Chris, you were what? How old were you when you got into – when you debuted? 21. 21? 20, 21. Yeah. yeah. You know, the pressure doesn't he matter. Needs- age, age ain't nothing but a number, so – uh, yeah, but you know, you know, he needs to develop. So he needs to get angry. Like I didn't have, like even when I was twenty. But you can't teach dog. You can't teach if someone either has dog in him or not. Kobe Bryant had the dog in him. Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett had the dog. Yeah, in him. Yeah, yeah. You either have yeah. it, or you don't. You either vicious, or you don't. You know, and that's uh, one of the. Well, you know, we used to. Since we're just being real, that was one of the criticisms. Like uh, Masters was always just happy to be there, kind of a guy. You never saw the viciousness in him, and then uh, but. Uh, I thought in our match, I thought that viciousness came out. You know, I thought, you know, we, and we saw it. I think, well, no, let's go back to you and Trevor. I think you and Trevor, that's when the dog came. I really was like, hey, Chris is intense. He's not, he's not fucking around. So uh, you either have it. Some guys, that, that you don't always see it. But uh, yeah, I'm not sure Tatum. I know how to channel it now. You know what I mean? I you know, think it's in you know a game, you know. You know what yeah. it is, is being able to channel that anger for the right moments. You know what I mean? Like, that's the the beauty. And, like, I feel like I'm able to do that in terms of at least my wrestling. Like, if I'm angry with somebody, like, I can channel it into in a productive way in the match, into a fire up or whatever the hell. So, um, I hear you on that. Yeah, I'll just make up a story about somebody in my head and all of a sudden don't like them. So, exactly. Uh, that whatever works. I've done <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's it's my thing. And then, and then you take it personally. And then you take yeah. it personally. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna close the uh, book on basketball with this, and then I'll ask a question to Tyrus. But uh, I know it's happened in earlier rounds where an eight beat a one, but I don't think it's ever happened this deep into the playoffs. So Heat beating the Nuggets <laughs> wouldn't be too bad. So oh, I, I'm sorry. There's not an answer for Jokic unless you're gonna. Uh, give Kareem Abdul-Jabbar some some frozen stem cells, or dig up Will Chamberlain. <laughs> or get I just I, I know I think Denver's going to win, but I just think you know, kind of like set you know, watching the world burn type of answer. I think an eight beating a one would just be fun. Oh, it'd be great for basketball. It shows parity in the league, and I think that's what the NBA is most excited about is that uh, this entire playoff series there hasn't been one bad series except for these uh, except for the conference championships. <laughs> uh, you know, but uh, having parity, they want to be like the NFL. Uh, you know, they want to be like Major League Baseball, where like you, you just can't call who's going to win it. I think that's good for everybody. NWA, same way, uh, same thing. So uh, it's good for the league. And you but... can't, and you can't say the regular season doesn't matter because it does. Like, now you have, but it does because when you look at Denver, like you could say, oh, look at Miami's an eighth seed, but Denver was the one seed the whole year, and look what they're doing. So like, because I was just thinking, I'm like. Well, did does everything I say make the regular season not count? But no, I think you know with Denver winning, it still it still matters. Timing's everything. It's just like hockey. You know, timing's everything. You want to have you want to have home ice. You want to have home court. Uh, you know, uh, the Greek freak getting hurt was a big was a big. You know, Miami stole three games with you know with uh, him with a bad back. He got injured. So I mean, a little bit of luck and timing is everything. And guys coming together. You just, you know, you just don't know. That's what, you know, chemistry wins championships. And I guess that's going to be our biggest challenge at the Cup. Uh, we've only tagged one time. And uh, so, obviously, we have to deal with that. But, uh, you know, arguably the two most dominant uh, 
men in the sport of, at NWA right now, uh, we should be able to figure it out. Plus, the good news is, personally, we've known each other for decades. So, I mean, it's not uh, – and other than this time, I think this was the first time we ever – I can't remember. I know there was some talk of us – I think we were maybe in a tag in uh, WWE once. I think it was in NXT, I believe. But I can't uh, – you know, I've forgotten more than I remember now in wrestling. But other than that, uh, that's the only two times uh, – well, yeah, and then we can, our strengths our strengths complement each other yeah. well too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like between you and myself, there's not too much um, parity as far as our skills and whatnot. So I think that uh, we'll, we're going to be able to play off each other real well. And like you said, I I mean, yeah, we don't have a lot of in ring chemistry or matches together, but then again, we have known each other for a long time. And I know, and after working you at the three one two pay per view, it's not like I didn't study you like a hawk. So I kind of yeah. know what you like to do. Well, you know what I like to do. And we did get our one tag match against, well, probably future tag team champs with uh, Blunt Force Trauma. And I did enjoy you putting the master lock on air and that popped me. We both have a sense of humor in that aspect. Yeah. But uh, one of the issues we had in that match was uh, Chris was basically fighting the two of them himself. And, uh, you know, we were able to make the tag. But I was there was one moment in the match when he could have tagged me and he chose to try to, you know, win it himself because he's been singles for so long. But uh, that we went back, looked at the tape because we both do that. There goes the basketball stuff. Uh, we went back and looked at the tape, and we said, "See, this is where we got to do this and this and that." And uh, watching a lot yeah, of we said, next time I'm in that situation, yep. I got to make the tag. I got to know that I got this big man who happens to be the champion watching my back. I don't have to do it all myself, I, and I get that. Yep. And uh, a lot of Ole and Orange tapes. We're going to we're going to take a body part and make him suffer, cut the ring off. Uh, you know, our goal is not to let another team tag at all. And then uh, when the time right, they're either going, they're either getting goozled to sleep or they're getting locked to sleep either way. Or, you know, maybe we're working on a nice double team move. Who knows? Who knows? Remember, remember we are the Midnight Riders. We are the, yes, Midnight, we are Riders. the Midnight Riders. Yes. You guys <laughs> just highlighted two of my favorite things that, that I want to see out of wrestling. Nuance and parody. I think yeah, there we go. I, I want, no matter what happens with promos or characters, gimmicks, whenever the bell rings, I want that wrestler to be able to win a match. And the one that I always say highlights that the most is the elimination chamber that Santino was in. Yeah. That, hey, I was on that the edge of my seat the entire time. And I just, I think that highlights like, it doesn't matter what he did with the goofball stuff and the Cobra. He almost like he had people thinking he was going to win that match. And I want a lot of people wrestling. that don't know about Santino's background. He was a judo champion. And uh, one of the one of my closest friends and one of the toughest guys I've been ever been around. His work ethic was phenomenal. And that I was uh, at that pay-per-view and uh, I went out in the crowd to watch that. And that pop that that moment when Santino and, and Daniel Bryant uh, were going at and Santino had him. I'm telling you, uh, that was that building erupted. And uh, I think. I, w I think the right thing would have been for Sa if Santino would have captured that, we would be talking about that entire elimination chamber completely different. I think it would go down. Uh, we'd be talking about it with the same type of, do you remember that match? As you remember, like, uh, we talk about Masters Shawn Michaels. Uh, when you talk about, uh, you know, Taker, and, and I'm going to say it, Mankind. I mean, it was just that kind of, oh, my God, he might do it. And I mean, there was. I'm not so out of the loop right now. I'm gonna have to watch this match. I have not yeah, seen. There this wasn't match one person sitting down. 
mm-hmm. wasn't one yeah. person right. sitting down. I never smartened um, myself up. Uh, I go, I watch like, and I was standing. I believe it was uh, me and uh, a couple other buddies were what we snuck out into the crowd. I used to do that a lot. Um, I'd find a place and, and put on and go sneak and hide somewhere in the nosebleeds and uh, just enjoy the match. It's a big kid in me. Uh, I was done. I believe I had David Ortunga that night or something like that. But uh, that, uh, and that's that's a true that's a true. I'll call you a historian, not a fan, because that's that's a historian. Uh, that match for anyone who's never seen it, and if you don't want to watch the whole match, you just watch when the two of them come down and you listen to that crowd. Uh, that entire place would have would have erupted, and they did erupt. And I was I was cheering myself, you know, not just because uh, I love the guy, but uh, it was I think it was a great moment for wrestling. Yeah, it was. Uh, was it 2011 or 2012? I want to. I think 12. But again, uh, the, the more as I get up there, uh, I'm starting. You know, I have to be reminded of stuff. Recently, I, I just ran into a guy I played college football with, and he was talking about a game, and I it took. I was like, uh, um, obviously, I was there, but yeah. uh, you know, but uh, time goes flies when you're when uh, you're working. So, but yeah, I, th- I want to say 12. And it, for Daniel Bryan, it was a great night for him. Uh, you know. And uh, so it was a changing of the guard, so to speak. It was two guys that uh, that probably nobody had put. If you would have looked at both guys when they first came in and said, these guys are going to be wrestling for the most coveted championship at the time in the business, in the sport, uh, people would probably laughed at you. Mm-hmm. I got a couple questions left. Uh, obviously, you're Tyrus. You're a very charismatic guy. You've demonstrated that here on and uh fox news but uh and billy's brought this up before he said he likes the old school heat building idea that he can get with you as a heel on nwa program programming what's your sort of you know do you have like a balance because obviously it's not like a kayfabe thing because people you know they they see you on one show they know you're positioned as the champion but then they see you on this other show and so i talked to you know, somebody recently, they're like, you know, I know he's the champion. They don't really keep up with current day wrestling, but they're like, man, he's got a great personality. Like I'd like to see him more. Is there like, maybe not a push, but is there, you know, is is there a balance you'd like to maybe see where you are eventually a fan favorite? Is there maybe being able to show that charisma as a bad guy in nwa like is there any feelings on that well i've been doing that chris and i we got a pretty uh crazy pop when we uh decided to put the team together uh i always believe this and i i think uh where it depends where you are right uh you go to new york you get booed you go to california you get cheered and that's that's a beautiful thing uh whether you're a quote baby face or heel i think it's irrelevant we pull the strings we decide and i have a smart i play with the crowd like a cat Sometimes I'll uh, I'll do something on purpose to piss them off, and then uh, that's one of the things that the the American dream always. Uh, if a crowd's not cheering for you, it's your fault. If the crowd's booing, it's not booing you; it's on you. You pull. You're the puppet master. You make them do what they do. And uh, it's been a pretty big uh, baby face pop. But I also don't mind someone buying a ticket to see me get my ass kicked. Or hopefully, the problem is when you can pretty much throw any human being on the planet over your shoulders whenever you feel like it. Chris will attest to that. Uh, you do kind of do what you want. I get I get cheered on Fox and my stand up comedy shows are sold out and cheering and all that. And I get big cheers right now in the NWA just because 
I think of um, you. You know, you were hanging out with idle management was the problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, I was the they're not the most. Yeah, they're not the most trustworthy guys. I mean, I think you know, you and me hanging out together now kind of sheds a different yeah. light. At like least I on said, the end. Of the never get cheered in a million years. Uh, he is just a. He's one of those guys who just. And but he's one of those legends that he's just a legendary heel, and you're not ever going to get him to be any other way. But uh, you know, in uh, some of the career, but you know, Jeezy, uh, who I think is one of the most talented managers in the business, unfortunately, you know, he's dealing with some uh, tough health issues right now, and we wish him a speedy recovery. But uh, you know, him him deciding to uh, bring on EC3, and it's kind of, uh, and I started going out my own. I think uh, when me and Matt Cardona. Uh, when I defended the title against Matt Cardona, it was kind of, uh, we were both kind of healing there, but I made the stipulation that uh, there would be no one at ringside. It would just be me and him one-on-one. -on -one. I honored that. Uh, he did not, but I still was able to uh, pull it out. I think that kind of made the switch with the crowd. And and again- Sounds like a baby face to me. Yeah, and then you start having cross crossover where you start having people who watch uh, the late, uh, number one late night comedy show, Gutfeld, they're not coming to events. They're not coming to venues. And these are a lot of fans who've never seen wrestling before or haven't watched the NWA since uh, there was the American Dream, Dusty Rose, Ric Flair, uh, Arn and Ole Anderson, you know, Lex Luger, Barry Windham. That's the, you know, that's the last time Sting, that's the last time they watched. And now they're coming back. And uh, so we're starting to see, we're selling out all our venues and we're starting to push to get bigger venues. And uh, so, you know, and, and Chris and I, uh, we, in, in Chicago, when supposedly, quote, a if you want to be that way, a liberal town or whatever you want to call it, uh, there wasn't an empty seat in the house. There was a lot of uh, we had celebrities showing up uh, to see the event. So uh, it's one of those things where I'm always going to be me. And whether I'm making fun of you or I'm putting you, you know, or I'm, I'm getting you to cheer for me, uh, my personality is going to come out. It's just who I am and love me or hate me. I'm I'm I have a great self-esteem, so I don't I give zero f's about uh somebody's personal opinion uh i don't bring politics to nwa uh i bring wrestling you know i don't get on my microphone and tell everybody how to vote or whether i think uh this politician that i'm there uh for as long as billy will have me uh wrestle to the best of my ability and do what i want to do and again uh the babyface things kind of happened you know we're starting to get cheers and stuff but let's be honest chris and i are no strangers to turning it up and we're going to do whatever the hell we got to do and if uh, they hook our tights, we'll, we'll fish with them. They bring, they bring a, they bring a kendo stick. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. We we're just... we're we're not we're not opposed to sticking a thumb in the yeah. eye or anything like that. But I want to say this, dude, and not to go back to the basketball thing. But both of our teams are about to go out in the uh, conference finals. But you and I, my friend, have a chance to pick up the Crockett Cup. So I think this is kind of a a little piece of redemption for both of us. And thank God I don't have to go into this Crockett Cup with the Boston Celtics in the NBA Finals and yeah, the Lakers out. LeBron, because if we get in the Finals, we'll be blown up. And I can't have that. But here's the could thing. You imagine, uh, could you imagine how we'd be at odds with each other? Chris and I have an understanding. Uh, I'll be the first one to say Chris was with an eyelash of uh, being the world, NBA world heavyweight champion. And uh, I, I guarantee you, there's he wants a rematch. I want a rematch. But we have agreed that we will take care of business. And when it's over, then we'll have that conversation. And uh, that was something that we shook hands on because uh, just like with Trevor Murdoch, I had to know uh, Matt Cordona had an open heat. When I won the championship, he said it was unfair. He wasn't pinned. 
I gave him, and that's another reason why I think we're starting to get the, the fans are coming. If a guy says he was done wrong, and I'm like, bet, let's make it right. And then Matt and I, we settled it, and uh, we moved on. So, you know, the same thing with uh, with uh, Adonis. If When this is over, we go 110%, and we do everything in the best of our ability. I just don't see a team. Uh, you know, there's a couple teams with size, experience. Uh, you know, uh, I think Trevor and Mike hey, Knox let's, are let's... particularly dangerous just because Knox is such – Knox probably has the most to prove. Out of anybody in this cup, he's probably been the most overlooked super athlete uh, in this business. Knox does stuff that guys half his size can't even do. Um, and 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 Trevor is as ground and pound as you get. Those guys are, uh, are, are a unique team. And then you got blunt force trauma, which is just beating everybody up. Uh, Titus and Latimer is a good team. So there's a lot yeah. of competition. I've seen a lot of resistance hey. been tag champs for hey. a minute. You know, when it comes and, uh, when it comes to you and me, we're just going. We want to own this piece of history. That's all yeah. we're focused on. The Crockett Cup. We'll, 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 we'll argue about history. the cup. You know, that might be what the the stipulation is on the championship. But I don't like putting eggs, you know, chickens before the eggs. But you know, maybe the stipulation. Know, the, 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 if, if we win the cup, it's coming back to Los Angeles. See, That's see what, what I'm saying? saying? See what I'm saying? And I have right next to all my championships and awards. Got enough. Got right enough. You got you enough. Know, it won't even fit in there. You know what? Um, I'll ask your mom because your mom loves me. So we'll let your mom you. decide. How dare you? How dare you? All Tell right. the people who's your mom's favorite personality on TV. Who is it? Say it. Say it. Hey, hey, but like say this it. is like everybody. You ever? Okay, yes. My mom always makes say me it. say hello to Tyrus. She's <laughs> always like, "Tell Tyrus I said hello." I'm like, "Okay, mom, jeez." All yes, right, you true. guys. You guys can fight over where the cup goes after we you. We got to do the work first. We got to do the work first. All this is moot. We're yeah, looking like the Boston Celtics right now. Right. I've not finished. I like I like the mindset. I like, you know, best of luck. Uh, when you win the cup, you can fight over it then. Uh, thank you for the conversation today. I enjoyed getting a chance to catch up with both of you. Uh, good luck in the cup. And, you know, have a good afternoon. Thank right. you. Thanks, guys. Yep. All right, man. And hey, Chris, tell mom I said hello. Give her my love.